Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. To get you the sports any way that he can. It's Mike Francis on the fan. Sports Radio 66 and 101.9 FM. From the studios of WFAN, this is Mike Zahn, Francesca on the fan on this uh, nice Thursday. It's uh, not a bad day, a little cloudy this morning. Played some golf early, but it got a little nicer as the day went on. Uh, the 12th day of the month of July as we uh, move a little deeper into the uh, baseball season and uh, get closer to the All-Star game where everything now is about one pitcher who will be on the mound tonight. Uh, it is all now about uh, just the saga of uh, Blake Snell. That's it. That's all there is now. That's all there is in baseball. He went from the most unknown good pitcher this year to a guy now who has become uh, a cause celeb. And he not making the all-star team, which was without question an outrageous snub, has been called the snub of the century, has gotten him more attention than if he had made the All-Star team 10 years in a row. Because if he had been in the All-Star team, everyone would have said, hey, look, look at all these pitches, look at all this, you know, terrific pitching. Look at this guy, look at this guy, look at this guy, look at this guy. Man, look at that pitching. Wow. And whether he got in the game or not, no one even would have noticed. He would have pitched an inning and moved on. Not making it. When clearly he deserved to make it, we know that it's a function of how the players are picked a function of every team needing a player, all the different things. We all know why it happens. But here's a guy who clearly has been one of the best pitchers in baseball and a guy who, uh, you know, Yankee fans have mentioned on their wish list many times, although he's not going anywhere. Uh, But he not making it actually elevated his status now by 10 compared to where it would have been had he just made the team. Because if you've seen it, it has been, you know, there have been you know, commentaries and, you know, you know, editorials and just everyone going crazy about the fact that this guy with, without question, I mean, overwhelming all-star numbers has not made the all-star team. If I were, if I was, you know, he pitches tonight, which means he'd be extremely well-rested as he goes in Minnesota this evening. He will be asked because somebody will bow out. Somebody on the pitching list, I don't know, I have to look at the list, but somebody on the pitching list for the American League will bow out. He'll need a couple of days off, he'll be tired, whatever the situation, he'll pitch Sunday and he'll bow out of the game. Somebody will bow out. And he'll be asked to join the team, and if I'm him, I don't do it. I say, sorry, made other plans, not going. That would be the way to, that would be the way to answer that slight that he received. But this is better for him than anything could ever have been. Because now, like I said, he has been a national story for days and will be the story leading up to the All-Star game because of the fact that, you know, they are terming it, which is a little much, but still, he's, he truly was snubbed. He truly, ha- it's an injustice that he is not on the team. I mean, he absolutely belongs. His numbers uh, are overwhelming. And, you know, he's, he's been every bit as good as just about anybody uh, among the starters in baseball. You know, he's been right there. And, you know, he's not there. So, you know, it's the way it, it's the way it goes. I mean, it happens. We all know that. You know, you can't do much about it. But uh, it has become a big deal. It leads the 
you know, he's right there. He's, I think, second in the league in ERA. He's, you know, 12 and 4 with a 2 ERA. His whip is 1.0. He's, you know, struck out 132 batters already. He's had a great season. Uh, and remember, he's on a team that has gotten very hot. I mean, Tampa got off to a bad start and has played, you know, since, the, since they swept the Yankees down in Tampa, they have played unbelievably well. They have four games over 500. Uh, in a division, remember, that has two of the you know, teams that are on their way to 100 wins this year. Uh, and he has had a tremendous season. So that has been the story and will be leading up to next week's game. You have Severino tonight in Kluber as the Yankees begin their uh, four games in Cleveland as they get away from uh, you know talk of nothing but Machado uh, for a couple of days after their win last night. I know uh, for some fans, I don't know what they'll do now that they uh, can't at least for a couple of days, attack Gray or, you know, attack Bird, who, you know, both guys who have been struggling uh, have turned it around Bird for a couple of days now with the uh, big hit last night. And then, of course, Gray with his uh, six innings and eight strikeouts last night of uh, shutout ball, uh, at least for another go round, keeping himself in the in the rotation, uh, Severino against Kluber in the Battle of Aces this evening in Cleveland. Uh, and, uh, you know, Cleveland, which has had the year that I kind of thought they would have, where they were not going to win as many games as last year. It was not going to be necessary. They are in a, in a league where they can win the division by 15 games and not win more than 90. That's how good it is. That's how bad it is. I mean, they... They are nine games over. The next team is eight games under. So, I mean, they can, with an eight-and-a-half game lead, they can coast all the way through and have a very nice time of getting ready and getting their bullpen, which has been a big problem all year, uh, get that together and uh, get ready for the postseason and be thinking about nothing else as uh, they will get ready for a four-game series with the Yankees before the All-Star break. And Washington slips into New York to take on the Mets, who got the... You know, after DeGrom's performance again last night, another one of those, you know, wonderful eight-inning performances uh, for that, that went for nothing. Uh, hey, at least they didn't lose last night. I happened to be winning. I, mean, I happened to be watching when uh, they won the game last night, when Nimmo uh, hit the home run. I happened to be watching as uh, he and, – and, you know, Reyes, you know, working out that, uh, that walk last night. That wasn't easy. You know, it was a little iffy right there uh, after the Rosario double. Uh, but the three-run homer as they uh, get, a, you know, at least for a night, have a little fun. Have a – put a couple of smiles on on, piece, on people's faces uh, for at least a couple of minutes with their 3 nothing victory in 10 last night, uh, the walk-off by Nimmo last night as they uh, get a win and DeGrom goes and pitches another brilliant game. And we'll carry, you know, we'll really carry a bizarre, really a bizarre record. Uh, five and four record with a 1.68 ERA into the All-Star game. I mean, uh, really is. I mean, his numbers are overwhelming. He's had an incredible first half. You know, he's got a whip under one. He's got a 1.68 ERA, and he's got a five and four record. And, you know, the Mets haven't even been able to win more than half of his games. They've won less than that. And, again, game after game, you know, it's all the same. Last night, um, the Mets have, I think they said on the game last night, there have been, and this is an un, 
really an almost unfathomable number. The Mets have been 0-0 after five innings, I believe, 11 times this year. That is unbelievable. Think, think about it. It means you're getting some starting pitching, and you cannot hit it all. So uh, that's, you know, when you've played, like they've played 90 games. And more than 10% of their games have been 0-0 after five innings, which is really amazing. It really is when you think about it. it. The ineptitude of their offense, which is becoming historic this year. Their, their offensive numbers are becoming historic. That's how bad they are. And they really have, for the most part, gotten good pitching performances more often than not as far as the starting pitching goes. Vargas aside, especially if you take his starts out of the out of the mix, and a couple of the guys who don't belong. If you took the Vargas and the guys who really don't belong out of the mix, and you just went with the basic games, you know, the, the, just take the game started by, you know, I know Syndergaard hasn't been there in a while, but take Mats and Wheeler and and uh, Degrom. Uh, the games, for the most part, the starting pitching has been solid. I mean, more it, the, it's been the bullpen, it's been lackluster defense. Bad situational baseball, an atrocious bullpen, and an offense so anemic that it boggles the mind. And that's how you wind up with that kind of pitching in the starting pitching department and being 16 games under 500 and having won, what, maybe five of the last 26 games at home? Maybe there's five and 21 or five and 22 or something, something like that, you know, in their last 27 games at City Field. I think they've won five. Uh, so and have put up some of the lowest offensive numbers in, 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 over that much time at home in the history of the sport. So you're talking about them not just being bad, they've been bad to historic levels as far as their offense goes. So that's where we are. We have Boone today as we get ready for this uh, last four-game series before the uh, All-Star break. As we said, Severino, who will be well-rested for the All-Star game, uh, goes against uh, Kluber. Bring me to the. Uh, let me see who's on the. What pitches made it, Mons, for both teams? I saw the American League pitches. I didn't see the National League. I saw the American League because I was, you know, looking at the thing with, with Snell last night. But uh, I saw the American. I didn't see the National. But bring me both pitches. I don't care who's on the team. Just bring the pitches. That's all I care about seeing. It's just the pitches. But uh, obviously, Degrom's there with his uh, five and four record and his league, major league leading one point six eight. ERA after eight more scoreless innings last night. So we've got a lot to do today. Busy show. Uh, in just a couple of minutes, the Giants supplemental third-round pick, Sam Beal, who will be in the cornerback uh, mix for them. Uh, the first guy who has been a supplemental pick, and I think there were two this year, the first time they've that anybody's used the supplemental pick, remember, they, they ask you in draft order, they go down the line. You want to use a one? They go through the ones, want to use the two, go through the twos, get to the three. Giants picked. This is the first time we uh, the league has had a supplemental draft pick, and there's usually a couple of players available for that each year. They haven't had one picked in about five years before this, and this year you had a couple. Uh, and the Giants gave a three for Beal, and you know as they look at it, they got a third round player a year early, uh, and can get him in the mix very soon. So uh, he will join us in a little while just to. Say hello to the city and, uh, you know, talk about his uh, future with the uh, Giants, who are just a couple of weeks away from training camp. We we're going to be at Giant training camp early. Uh, we will be with the Giants on Friday, July 27th, 
we will visit the Jets in, they'll be at the end. Uh, I think it's the 21st of August that we will visit the Jets. We will visit the Giants early, which will be the 27th of July. The Jets will be, as I said, August 21, I believe, uh, the day we visit them. Uh, then we will be at Bar A the 24th, so that'll be a busy week from that standpoint. Uh, but before you know it, here two weeks from now, two weeks in a day, two weeks from tomorrow, we will be with the football giants, and uh, it will be time to talk training camp and this season, which will hopefully be a promising one for the Giants, a chance to dust off all their new offensive toys and to kind of get back to competitiveness, although you will be getting a bargain because against what is the backdrop of a very, very tough schedule, especially early. The Giants' number is really low. I've seen it as low as six. And I think that's way off. I know the schedule is tough, and I worry about teams that have very, very tough schedules early. But uh, six is outrageous. Jets... There's going to be a learning curve. I just hope that we start with Donald right from the get-go because I think that's where it should be. I have the Met lineup here before I take my first break. Here we go. Nimmo, who's the star last night of the games in lineup. Cabrera at second base. Cabrera, who is um, – and the Mets are going to be very busy, my understanding, right after the All-Star game in terms of, you know, making moves. Very busy. Uh, McNeil, they are holding until the Cabrera's, you know, launched to some contending team. Batista, Conforto, uh, nice of them to take Smith out of the uh, four spot after last night's uh, performance, 0 for 4. So, I mean, that was almost comical. Uh, He's not in the lineup tonight. Flores is at first base, batting fifth. Dendecker, Plowecki, Reyes, Matz. Uh, as they open up against the Nationals this evening. The pitches, oh, there they are. I'll go through those in a couple of minutes. We'll look at those, uh, and we'll get everything rolling for this Thursday program right after this.